It really started by accident. I was working on this story about how poor people sometimes take out these expensive loans at tax time just to get through the month. They have lots of bills, but no cash to pay them. And Pam, you've done stories like this a lot. You cover poverty for NPR, so you've done some version of the story many times before, I imagine. That's right. And I knew that these loans, they're sometimes called payday loans, are very controversial. People can be charged very high interest rates, maybe three, four hundred percent, even more. But what you did, Pam, is you decided to try to get one of these loans yourself, maybe not actually get the cash and go all the way through, but you wanted to see what kind of deal you could get and what the process looks like. So you went online, you typed tax refund loans, and then you recorded what happened next. Let's see what that gets me. Okay, the first thing that comes up is something called etaxloan.com. I'll click that. And when I do, I see a picture of a smiling woman, and she's holding up these handfuls of $100 bills. The site says I can get a loan fast. It's secure. There are a lot of exclamation marks. <laughs> of course. And there was this flashing blue box, and it said, get cash now. So I clicked on that. Let's see. How much did I ask for? Let's ask for $500. Okay, I need to put my address here. So it is... Um, I'm not stupid, so I decide to make up an address. I also make up a name, Mary, not very original. I also put in a fake Social Security number and phony bank account and bank routing numbers. This is just a test. But in less than a minute, I get a response. Okay. It says, congratulations. Tremont Lending has been selected as your lender. And you have been pre-approved for a loan up to $750. So what is the loan agreement? Wow. Turns out the deal is this. If I want to borrow $750 for one week, I have to pay $225. And the site actually tells me that this is an annual percentage rate of more than 1,300%. 13 <laughs> 13- Hundred percent. And I mean, we know that these loans have high interest rates, but that is extremely high. Right. I mean, I didn't think they would ever be that high. So I log off. I found out what I wanted to find out. And I figured that would be the end of it. But Pam, it wasn't. No. In a couple of days, I start to get these. Hi, Mary. My name is Ethan, Ethan Foster, and I'm calling from Insta Loans. And this call is regarding the loan application, which you filled online. It has been successfully approved from our company as a personal loan. And your loan ID this message is intended for Mary Cutler. Mary, the very second you receive this message, I need you or your written attorney of record to return the call. My name is Tom Watson. <laughs> I have a suspicion that guy's name is not actually Tom Watson. You don't think so? I got dozens of calls like this for months, and they were from people named Tom and Kevin and Joe, and they were from companies with names like Cash for You and Fast Cash. They were all offering me payday loans, auto loans, even help with online college courses. They were all trying to lend money to someone who didn't even exist. Seems like I'd been sucked into the weird world of online lending. Hello, and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Pam Fessler. And I'm Khana Jaffe-Walt. And Pam, you have happily been hanging out with us at Planet Money for the last couple months. And one of the things you've done while you've been here is you took this opportunity to 
really look deeply into this world that you run into all the time and you're reporting for NPR on poverty. You often meet people who don't have great credit or who need cash to get through the next week or the next month. And most of the time, those people can't walk into a bank and ask for a loan for just 500 bucks. So they end up turning to the payday loan industry. And I wanted to find out who was behind these loans and how they made them. And what we found was that there's this bizarre online marketplace where people's information is being bought and sold, where you don't know where it's even going to end up. So on today's show, we are going to pull back the curtain to the payday lending industry online. And we're also going to ask the question, what, if anything, can be done to control this weird world? First, I wanted to figure out who all these people were that were calling me, trying to lend me money. And how did they even get my number? So... I go back to the website I gave all my information to in the first place, and I find a contact number for a company called A to Z Financials, and I give them a call. Thank you for calling, and have a great day. Due to the overwhelming response to our great loans, we are unable to take calls at this time. They don't take messages. So I email them. I tell them I'm a reporter working on a story. Still, no response. I go to ADZ Financial's website, and there I see in very small print that another company called Greenleaf Loan Group actually handles their loans. I call them. Thank you for calling, and have a great day. Due to the overwhelming response to our great loans, we are unable to take calls at this time. (laughs) So that guy is really busy with the overwhelming response. (laughs) Same guy, same voicemail. Exactly. But it's also another dead end. Then I figure I'm going to try and return some of those calls that I got a few months ago when I first applied for the loan, you know, from those people like Ethan Foster. The number you have dialed is not in service. Please check the number and try again. Goodbye. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the area code and number and dial again. Nowhere to be found. But I did find this one guy who runs a website called WeFixMoney.com. It tries to help people get loans, like the site I was on. His name is Jack Murray, and he said basically he's a matchmaker. When someone logs on the site, the first thing they'll see, it'll be very clear that we're not the lender and that we are a matching service just like uh, an Expedia is for a travel company or a Hotels.com is for a hotel company. Okay, so Murray's basically saying he is not the one who makes the loans. What he does is he links up people looking for loans with companies willing to lend. People will go to his website, they'll enter their information, and then he'll find someone who will lend them cash. There's there's a name for this. It's called being a lead generator. Yeah, and you know that website where I put my information, that etaxloan.com? Yeah. It's same thing, lead generator. The information I put on the website, it, it didn't stay there. Apparently, it was sent out to lots of different loan companies. If the company thought I was a good prospect, then they bid online for a chance to give me a loan. And they look at things like, Pam, say your income or where you live and how much money you want, and then they'd use that information to figure out how much to bid. Right. And Murray says that lenders can pay someone like him anywhere from $1 to maybe $100 for that kind of information. We know what each of our lenders is looking for. So whether it's a certain state um, or other other qualifications or characteristics of, uh, of the customer, it will match the appropriate lender based on those things. 
Now, Murray makes a big distinction between the way he operates and a lot of others in the industry. He says he only works with a very small group of lenders and that they don't resell any personal information. He says if I'd applied on his site, I would have probably gotten one call. And if I didn't want the loan, that would be it. But clearly, that is not what happened in your case. Lots of people wanted to deal with you, Pam. You got tons of people who definitely have your information, and you had no idea who they were. Right. So what I discovered is that there's this whole network of people out there that are online trying to buy and sell these payday loan leads. And many of them aren't even lenders. They're middlemen, like this guy who I found online. He was looking for information like what I put on etaxloan.com. His name is Mike Anderson, and he says he lives in Texas. Who do you personally work for? We don't work for anybody. (laughs) We work for ourselves. Anderson told me he's something like a screener. He gets people's loan applications, and then he checks them out. Do they have good credit, enough income to actually pay off the loan? And then he calls them to see if they're still interested in getting money. If they are and they're a good prospect, he connects them to a lender. Anderson says he makes about 100 calls a day. Maybe two or three of these will produce a solid lead. And he says he gets $2 a piece for those. Wait, so two or three calls actually produce a lead? That's like, would he make six bucks a day? So that's not very much money that you earn. No, we don't. (laughs) And you are definitely in Texas, you said? All right, ma'am. I have to start my work. So can we close this? So, Pam, here are all these people who don't seem to be telling you the truth about where they are, and they have your personal information. They're selling it to lots of other strangers who you also don't know. And that's just by me going to one site one time, and it set off this entire process. Once you made that application, you uh, basically sent up a red flag with them that you are someone in need of this money and you need it on a short-term basis. And that's when the vultures come out. This is Benjamin Lossky. He's the chief banking regulator for the state of New York. And he's really an interesting person to talk to about this because he's been thinking about this issue a lot. You have all these people who need money going online to get these really high-interest loans, and their information is getting passed around, bought and sold. Is that okay? What should be done about this? Lasky would say, no, it's absolutely not okay, and this should be illegal. In fact, in New York State, it is illegal. New York State puts a cap on the interest rates that you can charge. And so a lot of this stuff, if you were going online and applying for a loan, would be illegal activity. And Lasky looks at how to regulate it. But Lasky's in New York State. And the question of what to do about payday lending, how do you regulate it, how do you control it, That's been answered in a variety of ways in different states. There's 15 that have basically banned payday loans. There's eight other states that have some restrictions. And the rest, these high-cost loans are allowed, which means as more of this industry moves online, it's a $49 billion industry, and as more of it moves online, the online lenders can sort of take advantage of these different rules in different states, and they try to escape or hide from regulators like Blosky. And Lossky says that's really frustrating. Because they'll have front companies and shell companies, and they'll be in different states, and you really can never get to the bottom of who is behind both the marketing, the lead generating, and the lending itself. 
And it's no coincidence that some of these online lenders are owned and operated by Indian tribes. They say they don't have to comply with these state laws. You know the lender that I was linked to, the one that offered me that $750 loan in mm-hmm. less than a minute? Mm-hmm. They are owned by the Big Valley Band of Pomo Indians in California. But Pam Lasky would say that doesn't matter, right? It's still illegal in New York State to make these loans, so it doesn't matter if you're run by an Indian tribe or not. Exactly. And this summer, he sent cease and desist letters to 35 online lenders, several of which were owned by Indian tribes. He also warned banks not to get involved with these illegal loans. And he's going directly after some of the big players like this one. The problem solver from Western Sky. Get up to $10,000 without collateral. Enough to pay off your payday advances once and for all. So that ad was on TV all the time. It's from Western Sky. It's not on anymore. New York's suing Western Sky, which operates on the Cheyenne River Indian Reservation, Eagle Butte, South Dakota. The state says the company charges interest rates of more than 355 percent, and that's well above what's allowed in New York. So New York State went after Western Sky. You don't see those ads. And for now, it seems like It worked. The company announced in September it was shutting down its lending operations because of government overreach. It looks empty. We have 97 cubicles in here. And it's a pretty nice, large, beautiful building. And right now it's empty. That's Tawny Lawrence. She's a Western Sky supervisor. And when I spoke to her, she was standing in the company's deserted call center, which is on the Indian Reservation. She's the one who had to tell the workers here that they were being let go. And she said this is a really poor area, and there are few jobs, and people took the news very hard. We sat down on the floor because we have really nice carpet in here. So we sat down on the floor, and then I told them. And um, Indian people don't cry loud, you know. We're not uh, loud criers. So there was a lot, a lot of silent tears. She said the people here were really worried now about how they were going to be able to pay their bills. And what's interesting about that is that is exactly the kind of thing that often drives people to seek out payday loans. And, and that's one of the ironies of this whole thing. Some of those who are affected by this effort to clamp down on these loans, they're the same low-wage workers who regulators say are being preyed upon by these lenders. And Lawrence pointed out to you several times, people wanted what they were selling. We were on the phones every day, and our phones never stopped ringing. And you can talk to any one of these loan agents that were here. Every day they had somebody on the phone crying because nobody else would give them a loan. In in the economy today, a lot of banks don't want to give loans to people who don't have the best of credit or who don't have credit at all. But what about the huge interest rates? When you're in a situation where you you can't get a loan anywhere else and you're desperate and you need your car to get to work or you have to pay for medicine, I tell you, you're really, really thankful when you can call somewhere and even if it's a high-interest loan, you're thankful that you can get that money somewhere. You'd expect Tani Lawrence to say this, right, because she works for Western Sky. She wants the company to reopen. Right. And and you can find a lot of people like her. And believe me, I see them a lot in my reporting. They just don't have any other way to get this money. And even Losky, the New York regulator who's trying to shut down these online lending operations, even he admits that something has to be done to meet this need. If the law says these types of loans are illegal, but there is demand for short-term lending, what are we doing as a financial regulator 
to try and incentivize and work with legitimate lenders who will make short-term loans but will do it in a way that doesn't just make things worse for those who are borrowing. In other words, the need for these loans is not going away. People want them, and he thinks there should be a way for people to borrow money. He just doesn't think the system we have now is the right one. I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, questions. Tell us if you've taken out a payday loan. You can email us at planetmoney at npr.org. Or you can find us online at npr.org slash money. I'm Pam Fessler. And I'm Kana Jaffe-Walt. Thanks for listening. Crumbling down.